0: After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the Territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the City of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, The Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabe territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode.
1: Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network, and now that we're sponsored by J&J Creations.
2: Are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other items to be customized? Check them out on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. J&J Creations can ship across Canada and also provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subject to Canada Post. J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you need.
1: As the new season has slowly started to unveil itself, two or three games into a lot of the leagues, uh, we're gonna pull, we're gonna do our best to pull in some new soccer fans who have yet to follow a team or yet to follow the sport of soccer. So we hope that this episode will guide you into picking a team. And plus, we have a guest who who knows a lot about various different teams across different leagues as well. So we'll catch you right after this.
2: we would like to say a big hello to a friend of the show Haley
3: how are you doing Haley I'm good thank you how are you guys thanks for having me as always thanks for being here with us
1: we're always happy to have you on
3: no I love joining the show and I appreciate your guys faith in me as a footy fan so thank you
1: (laughs) um quick catch up on your life Haley congratulations on your new job and the, the fact that you're constantly writing great articles. So thank you for putting out contact and we definitely appreciate you.
3: Thank you guys. You guys are a great support system. You're great podcasters and better friends. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: So we know that you have a variety of background in different sports. So I think the best person to have for this conversation is you. So why don't we hop right into our fanatic segment for the day. Um, we're going to figure out how to make someone a fan of a team um as you can see I am not biased with my team selection as I'm not wearing anything (laughs) special um but we we kind of isolated a few talking items just to see um like how people might pick a team so where would you like to start how did you pick your team um I, I know we know the story a little bit but let's let's hear it again
3: it's honestly like a really ridiculous funny story because there's no like rhyme or reason to it so Growing up when I played soccer, like my dad and I are like this, my dad and I are besties. And so when I got into sports, I just wore number 14 because that was my dad's number because he works of Dave Keon from the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I just always wore 14 because that was my thing. And so I played soccer since I was three years old. But my dad, like he, he didn't play really soccer as a kid. Like he put me into it. And then I started watching Premier League a little bit, um, but we, we didn't have like a family team. Like, it's not like it was a family thing. I'm literally the person in my family who chose our team. So obviously King Henry, Thierry Henry wore number 14. And I just remember we used to have this gigantic television in my house. So I was literally really taller than me as a kid. And I remember just watching Premier League at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday with my dad, um, seeing this guy wearing number 14. And I was like, I love this guy. I'm going to cheer for Arsenal. That's it, and that's literally it. Like I didn't even know. I how, love that. Like, I didn't even know his skill level. That he's literally like an icon, not only in Arsenal history but just like Premier League history. One of the best strikers to ever do it. I literally just saw if he wore number fourteen, and I was like, "That's it." And if I would have known, like, yep. <laughs> I would have known the pain and suffering that would have come, <laughs> <long after> that. <laughs> maybe would have thought a bit more into it. But at the time, I was just like, "Yo, fourteen, fourteen, let's do this." And that's right. literally it.
2: I always How did you? The story. How I, did you pick your team?
1: Um. Well, uh, I was a bandwagoner, I believe. I think, think that's how it started. Um, My dad's a, a Liverpool fan, so we kind of grew up loving Liverpool. And I was like, hmm, I don't want to follow everybody. So I decided to pick the team that I guess was winning at the time and obviously um, was playing good football. And you're like, when as a kid, you want to be on a team that supports the winning side. So I started off as a bandwagoner. And um, I hope I'm still not a bandwagoner. But...
2: No, if you're cheering for United, you're definitely not a bandwagoner. Except uh, I maybe mean, this year. Well, yeah.
1: well, early 2000s, though, I mean, it was consistent soccer. And I think when you're a young player, you look at how you build your team and how you improve your game. And you're like, oh, like, I might want to model my right. game after um, Roy Keane, for example, for <laughs> his hard nose tackling or like Paul Skulls, the ability to play. And then, you know, Rooney was in good young talent. I think the system itself was very attractable for for fans and I think that's what United doing now is kind of bringing that back but um that's look kind this. of how we already I already
2: have two different techniques on how to choose a team yeah I, I didn't it. look
1: at a number no I know for hockey <laughs> I looked at a number but um for soccer it was more so um let's pick the team that's doing well and I, I'm not a huge fan of the color red but here I am you know now you are here I am yeah Paige what about you
2: I was born into uh red blood you know <laughs> It's a family thing. It was passed down. Yeah. Kind of like Haley. I mean, I grew up watching soccer with my dad and and my my family. Um, And my dad's team was United. We have family in Manchester. So in Manchester, you're either red or blue and we're red. So... Yeah, I bleed red thanks to my my father so,
1: so the know. theme that I'm sort of getting in is like follow what your dads are doing because that's clearly how we got into the sport and how we ended up going either we're going to keep it the same or we're going to go a little different right um but I'm glad you picked the red of uh, uh, Manchester and not the blue who okay quickly sorry I always do this but um how long have you considered Manchester City a rival to Manchester United and I'm not saying like Darby's, yeah, okay, Darby's are a form of rivalry, but at the same time, like, are you, were you afraid of City until recently? No,
2: or? no, not until recently, because United was always the stronger side. It wasn't like, yeah. you knew it was going to be a d- good Derby match, but it was never like a true, okay, I'm sure it's different if you're living in Manchester, then it's probably a true rivalry. But yeah. as a Canadian watching on TV, it was just like, oh, cool, it's a Derby game. But now it's like a pure hatred.
1: Mm okay fair enough I find that um I, I haven't really considered them a rival until Pep kind of showed up and they're like okay now I actually have to take them seriously even if they beat us in 2011 2012 with the last minute goal um I'm not bitter but at the same time I didn't I wasn't scared of them and now I'm like oh well, Pep's actually a very good coach and I respect that so I think I have to consider them and United wasn't at that level to compete with them for quite some time so it's like, is right. it really? Uh, right. a fair battle between the two sides and now you can say it's a little bit more even I think it's the more even. there. yeah and now I can consider it I still think Chelsea's the hatest and the worst but
2: Haley how are you feeling about Arsenal this season real quick who
3: <laughs> I don't know them never heard of them did I you honestly... end up
1: did you end up waking up for the game
3: no so I I was up at like seven thirty just because like my body woke me up at that time and then I kind of fell back to sleep woke up at eight thirty. so it was 4 nothing. it was like okay um Good job. i just i honestly i was gonna wear my third jersey because honestly i love this year's third jerseys but after yesterday i was like i can't can't do that <laughs> i can't be seen in that it's it's bad i mean obviously the brentford like the thing is going into the first three games like i didn't think we were going to beat chelsea or city like that's that's not the issue that's like those games were lost because mm. i figured we were going to lose them it was obviously the loss to brentford was just like what the hell and obviously yeah we had a few players out whatever but even you know if Lacazette or Obama Yang were in that game I don't think we were winning it the defense was just not there the plays were just not there and then obviously honestly the Chelsea game is probably the best out of the three only conceding two to Chelsea like yeah like that's that's
2: best. the level we're at now we only conceded two. literally
3: and like it's, it's sad to say but it's so true like that's honestly the level Arsenal's at right now it's just you know the, the back line needs a lot of work. Um the obviously midfield is kind of where they keep buying a lot of players and it's like, okay, we need some more creativity and playmaking. And then obviously just, you know, against Man City, they literally had one shot. You cannot have one shot in 90 plus minutes. Like that's embarrassing. And it's like, you know, when your best players are literally Academy guys who like have just come up through the system and not the guys you're paying millions and millions of pounds for, like that just, you, you can't be having that. It's just, Mm -hmm. they need some sort of spark, some sort of creativity. Obviously, Getting Odegaard back from Real Madrid was kind of something where it's like, okay, he's a creative playmaker. We can maybe do something with this. And again, like I wasn't expecting a win at Manchester City. That was never, even a draw would have been like a miracle. But like 5 nil, like just can't be having that. And honestly, if it wasn't for Leno, it probably would have been like 8 or 9. Like it was just, Mm -hmm. it was a really bad Mm -hmm. showing. There's just no... And the thing is, I thought that game against West Brom, and yes, West Brom is a championship team. I don't think they're good by any means, but I just thought that would have maybe given them a bit of a confidence boost. Like, here, you scored six goals. You know, there was some playmaking, some creativity, and then they just went into city and just got destroyed. And it was like, okay, so do you (laughs) want to- Coaching
2: change, cough,
3: cough. Uh, Like, I'm like, okay, so uh, at least you know you'll be a really good team in championship next year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just...
1: Listen, it's all about perspective. Let's just flip the table over and Arsenal's at first.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's it.
1: it. You have to have the least amount of points to win. It's like playing hearts.
3: Like the game card.
1: So least amount of points wins it. Or if you're playing golf, it's the card game. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. a game like, card. Card. I know words.
1: This. You know this.
3: <laughs> no, and like yes, it's like literally three games into the season. Like it's a, it's a bit much to be like you know blow. Like last year, we, there was literally a point where they were in fifteenth, and they moved up to eighth. So like you know, it's not the end of the world. It's literally been three games, but it's just the concerns in those games is what's more alarming than actually right. losing the games themselves. Right. Well,
2: should we kind of get into our?
3: Yeah, let's um... do
1: that. It, it was it was it got a little sad there. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. On a happier yeah. note, if you are new to soccer, yeah, football, yeah. whatever your country calls it, whatever you yeah. prefer to call it, how do you go about choosing a club, a team to support, to follow?
1: Right. Well, first, the rules of soccer: it's a 90 minute game, two halves. Uh, So forty-five minutes per half. You get eleven players each side, including keeper, uh, and allow three substitutions depending on what league you're in. Sometimes five. That's the basic knowledge Um, for those of you who like baseball and you think you know soccer is boring. We're gonna try and get you into soccer because it's not that boring. Um, Or if you like
2: golf and you don't watch soccer, we're gonna
1: talk. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if we're gonna choose a team. we'll start with the one that's least likely to influence somebody, but how about ownership? Would you pick a team based on ownership? Um, I guess, you know, when you talk about products in retail, you tend to choose it based on, you know, is it a vegan product? Do they properly recycle their materials? How do they treat their customers? Is it the same sort of mindset when you're talking about a soccer team? That's an
3: interesting point. I think it could be. I mean, like if I now did not have a team, any team that Stan Kroenke owns absolutely stay the hell away from (laughs) get that away from me. I'm not going to be an avalanche fan a nuggets fan, you know, whatever MLS team he owns, get that all away from me. Um, But I mean, it's, it's a little bit only in the sense that it's like, if I think about it now, like if in the year 2021, I was going to choose a team, I would want good ownership because if you look at like the man cities and all the money that they have, it's like, yeah, you can literally just go buy whatever player you want. I mean, not whatever you want because obviously the Kane and Ronaldo deals that were set to happen did not happen um that's kind of like more politics of the game or whatever um but I think ownership would play a small role but it wouldn't be like the be-all or end-all mm-hmm. like if if I really loved a player and he played for a team with terrible ownership like you know even United a lot of people don't like the Glazers like it's you know it's uh <laughs> I don't yep. I think it would definitely have a bit of an impact but it wouldn't be you know 'Cause eventually, you know, that ownership's gonna change because people are gonna sell it or die off, <laughs> not to be morbid or anything, but it's true. No, you're
2: you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. Like,
3: you know, I think of Arsenal even obviously the Cronkie family, like they he has a son, which unfortunately might you know, I think his son is already part owner. Um, but um, you know, Daniel Eck, the like CEO of Spotify wanted to buy the team and he was like a fan of Arsenal, lifelong fan. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if somebody like that owned a team and like genuinely just loved the team their whole life it would play a bit of a role but I don't think it would like sway me entirely like right. if I really loved a team but the ownership sucked I wouldn't be like no like I'm not gonna do it because unless it was Sam Cronky. but right you know, other so than for, that exception. for fans
1: so I guess for fans who you know look at ownership for example and you don't like Cronky as the example that we're saying um why don't you turn your eyes over to the German League it is league owned by the fans So it's owned by the people, for the people. So if you're looking to get into that sort of realm and you hate certain, you know, money-hungry, J.P. Morgan-related individuals, then, you know, look over to the German League if you want to be a part of the fan love and the fan base there. Um, Why don't we move over to the history of the club? Paige, what, what do you think about the history of the club?
2: Yeah, I think that ties into more of if you have ties to a club. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> if you or if you're interested in a club that wins a lot of trophies, then maybe you look at the history of the club, right? If they're if they're normally a, a club that historically has won a lot of medals, won a lot of trophies and things like that, maybe you might side with that team or if you're like a lot of people who come from England, for example, they choose a club kind of like us based on okay, my dad supported this club. My Mm -hmm. grandfather supported this club. So I'm going to support that club. So maybe that ties into the history of the club as well.
1: Generational love, yeah.
2: Generational, yeah, exactly. Um, But I think if you're looking for for exciting teams to watch and like top teams to watch that are historically at the top, maybe you'll look at the history of the club more for trophies and things like that because it's very difficult to support a historically – a club that has historically been not so great, right? Mm-hmm. um But for me, it's not super important. I well, I, I guess the generational stuff is because that's kind of why I support United. But
1: mm-hmm. but it's your you own know, family history there. It's less the right. so history of the the club.
2: It's not the history of the club itself, yeah. right? So, and I mean, if you look at them in the past, I don't know, maybe five years, you may not have been a supporter. You may not have joined the bandwagon,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but. If you're thinking about, I don't know, supporting um, like a Bayern or something like that, then maybe you look at the history of the club and you say, okay, this has a been a very successful club for many, many years. Then mm-hmm. I think that's an important um, category to look at. Right. right. But Fair for enough. me, it's not super important.
1: No, I mean, there's some clubs that don't really have a history and um, right. you can look over to 2015 with Leicester City, for example. Um, who didn't have much of a winning history. I mean, S- Manchester City also didn't have a massive history of winning until recently. So um, if you're looking for like the original teams, the the basic teams that have always been there from day in and day out, you have the United's, Liverpool's, Barcelona's, AC Milan's, Real Madrid's of the world. So if you're looking for that, those are probably the powerhouse clubs you can probably choose from there. Um, what about uh, other leagues to support? Uh, do you base it on the style of play do you base it on um what your favorite player is how do how do you pick the next step of your your team i guess Haley,
3: i think that's a super interesting one because i know for me personally like obviously premier league is most accessible here um mm-hmm. well at least back in the day was now obviously more bundesligas and la ligas are being shown um but before obviously 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 can I speak every Saturday you know 7 a.m Premier League games were on like that was it like that was super successful but then you know as things change people move like um, I know we discussed it I think a few weeks ago when we were talking about um, Alexis Sanchez and how he went to inter and things like that so then you kind of follow players Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how you get into different leagues or even like I think of just like Canadians, like if that's a reason to get into it, you know, you're Canadian, you don't know how to get in, look at Canadians in the league. And then it's like, okay, obviously Alphonso Davies plays for Bayern. Right. Um, You know, Jonathan David is in league. Un. Like there's yeah. Canadians across the board. Um, Tajon Buchanan who plays for New England revolution just signed in Belgium. So then mm-hmm. that's another league you can go. Um, So I think for me, like it was honestly just following other players and then seeing, even, you know, Ronaldo, Manchester United legend, when I started watching, you know, he moves to Spain, and then you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to watch some Real Madrid games now, because Ronaldo's here, and then he moves to Juventus, and then you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to watch some Italian games now, because he's here, like, I think for me, that's probably the biggest thing, it wasn't, like, I was looking for a style of play, because especially when I was younger, I didn't really know what was going on, Um, like, you know, technically, I just kind of enjoyed the game, so then when players would move, you kind of follow them, like, even now, it's like, I've never really cared about AC Milan, but I just always will have a soft spot in my heart for Olivier Giroud. So, you know, he's on Milan now and I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably catch some AC Milan games because he plays there because I loved him at Arsenal. Obviously was a little bit of a dagger to the chest when he went to Chelsea, but now he's there. I'm probably going to catch some games just because I like the guy.
2: Right. Well, and I love how you said accessibility because Mm. yeah, I'm sure you were going to touch on that too, because I think that's a big problem in North America in general is because we don't have any pro leagues okay they're they're starting the cpl but for a long time there has been no pro leagues in canada to watch and to to have that um environment so i think accessibility accessibility is a huge aspect because like you said 7 a.m every morning epl's on so now Mm -hmm. you're an epl fan even though it's like oh i didn't even know there was a german league or an italian league or whatever whatever so I think that's super important as well, and um, that's becoming like a big issue in the women's game right now. It's the accessibility to the yeah. to 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 find the game, so that you can bring in more supporters.
3: Absolutely, man! You
1: said everything I was going to say. I so. know.
2: I saw you over there <laughs> nodding. <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, he was like, "Yep,
1: yeah. yep." Um, I mean, okay, both. Irfan, If
2: I have a question for you, yes. if you're a if you're a brand new fan, you've never watched soccer before, mm-hmm. what is the first aspect you're gonna choose a team based off of
1: good question um there's so many factors and i mean that's what we're going to talk about but i I think if i watch a team and i enjoy the way they play like it it's positive play it isn't like oh we're gonna get stuck in our own end and try and play okay but wait
2: wait you're looking at it as a person who knows soccer that's
1: the thing right um gotta look at
2: this as somebody who doesn't know soccer like for me Mm -hmm. if i don't know anything about soccer or let's say i don't know
1: a handball.
2: a I know nothing about handball no. I'm going based off jersey period
1: like the color of jersey that's fair
2: yeah that would um, be oh they have cool jerseys that's my team
1: yeah or it's like you know if you're in the news and it's like oh Ronaldo this Messi this Neymar this and it's like hmm let me look into these players and then I'd be like okay I guess I'll pick this one so i will probably go player over jersey player. uh clearly I mean jersey red <laughs> Didn't really make a factor on that one. Although when I did like United though, their blue uh Vodafone um, jerseys, like the long sleeves ones with the little O in the middle. I think that's the one I liked the best at that time. So it was Well, they've
2: got a retro retro one. And it on looks today, nice, actually. eh?
1: It looks super cool. Um, maybe I'll get it. I don't know. Maybe Haley will get it or something. She's great at collecting. I'm She's into it. I'm jerseys. into it. Um, But I think I look at a player <laughs> before I looked at jersey color. Because if I did that, then all the purples and like greens and stuff of the worlds wouldn't really attract me, but I think I'll look at a player and then stick to a player. Um and maybe follow it the way Haley said, you know, uh Ronaldo goes from United or I should say sporting, United, Real Madrid and, and Juve back to United. So you're like, oh, so like just follow the trajectory of this player.
2: Haley, what about you? What would be your if you knew nothing about the sport, what would be the first Cater- like first thing that you're like okay I like this that's my team
3: I also agree with you with the jersey thing like I feel like I'd be super pulled in by jerseys especially and like as much as I agree with like, yes, like the cool colors would maybe pull you in. I also would look at like ugly ones and be like, no, like I am so glad that Arsenal is free from the chains of Puma. I would hate those stupid Puma jerseys that are just the name. Oh, those and are ugliest awful. Things, ugliest things I've ever seen in my entire life. The only ones I don't mind are Milan's. Like Milan's with the sponsor doesn't look horrendous. It's still bad, but it's not the worst. Like the Manchester city ones, terrible i hate them like they're so bad i hate that they're all copy and paste they did that with the euro too every club Mm -hmm. every national team that was puma sponsored same thing with the euro it was just like belgium italia like they just have no creativity and like those things matter because i think like a lot of my wardrobe as a sports fan, because the thing is, if you're getting into soccer, you like sports, I'm assuming. Nobody's just like, I've never watched sports my entire life, but now I'm going to get into soccer. And they might, they might. But for me, you know, I like other sports. So a lot of my wardrobe is like sports clothing. So Mm I want something that looks cool to wear. Like a lot of my stuff is kind of like true. Like I said, the Arsenal thirds this year, I love them. They're so cool. Versus like, I'm not going to go spend, especially because a lot of the time you have to go get things from England, from Germany or for whatever you're not going to go spend, like, close to $200 on a jersey if it's ugly. Like, that's just, that's not for me. So I would definitely, too, like, see jerseys and just be like, hey, like, even just, like, you know, home and away kits that are super clean and nice, like, Those Mm -hmm. things catch your eye, too. They don't have to be the cool third jerseys. They don't have to be, and again, sometimes the other ones. I know I've spoken a million times about this. I hate those stupid Barcelona pink and teal ones. Like, those are disgusting. (laughs) I would see those and be like, I don't want anything to do with this team because this is ugly. So I think jerseys for me, too, would honestly be a big one. Because if I knew nothing, if I literally, if the names Ronaldo and Messi meant nothing to me and I was watching a game and I was like, you know, these are intriguing, that would probably pull me.
2: No, I agree. I think for for new fans, that's a big one. And I agree with you, Raphon, as well. It's a player or it's a jersey. I think those are the two big for, like, brand new soccer supporters. I think when you get into somebody who kind of knows the game, maybe plays a little bit, then maybe they look at style of play and and those kind of things.
1: Um, What about, you know, you both mentioned cleanest kits. Like, who right now has probably the best home and away hair. That you can be like, you know what, if you're looking for design, you're looking for cleanliness, um, maybe their style of play also mimics the way their jerseys look.
2: Good question. It's a, it's a, a I agree ball. with you, Haley. I hate the Puma where it just has like Man City. What if you want to kiss
1: the, the crest on your jersey? Have you
2: not seen that video? That's okay, the one you a, sent me. Yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. There's a video and the you guy's, guy's like, trying to celebrate and he can't find the like crest on his jersey. <laughs>
3: oh that's that's bad I'm trying to think because like I'm thinking of just like home jerseys right now because I know this year a lot of away jerseys are pretty different um like honestly Chelsea usually has a pretty clean kit um I've like literally growing up when I played all my boots were always Nike like I was Nike everything so I always have like a love for Nike kits. So when I see those ones, I kind of don't mind um the Liverpool New Balance ones. I'm honestly thinking right now, Bayern this year has like a black and gold jersey and I love it. Like Mm -hmm. I really like those jerseys. Um Venezia who just got um promoted, they have a really nice third jersey this year. Theirs is like Kappa, which is like not a sponsor you see a lot. It's just like black and has like gold flecks everywhere. Theirs is really nice. Um Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of even just premier league teams right now that have nice ones. I mean, like there's a lot of clubs with like classic ones, like, you know, the Newcastle stripes, Mm. like that's same with Juventus. Like they're never going to change. That's always going to be their home kit regardless of the sponsor. It's going to look like that. Um, But yeah, I think in premier league, especially like, obviously I really do like the Arsenal, like homes, like there's just clean red and white. They're really nice. I do not mind the Chelsea kits. Of course it's like, the other team in London I shouldn't say nice things about but like you know they um they are nice kids I like the way Nike does things sometimes people like they want more creativity but it's also like you know what your jersey looks like it matters how you play on the pitch so like it's yeah it's nice to have a cool jersey but it doesn't matter when you wear that cool jersey and then you're losing to nothing to a team that just got promoted from championship (laughs) uh, that I would know from experience
1: (laughs) that is not any experience that we felt today. Hey? Yeah, um, yeah. I'll toss in the Leeds jerseys as well. Uh, the clean white look. And then earlier uh, on Sunday that they had a, um, like a blue kit looked very similar to the Chelsea Adidas from a couple of years ago, but again, super clean. Um, <clears throat> kind of works with the way they play fluid. So
2: how do you guys feel about the, the Barcelona like split kit where it's like, the shorts, like, half the short is blue, half the short is that maroon color. The top is the same. Because I don't really... I don't love when the shorts are, like, split colors like that.
3: Let me see. I don't think I've actually seen it. Let me see. like a
1: checkers board happening. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it works because it's their, their crest colors
3: and their team colors. But that right, is light, color, right, It's their historic
2: color, but I...
3: So. yeah i agree with you like somebody's photoshopped it here with just the regular shorts and i feel like it looks better with just the like blue like, I yeah
1: don't
3: i don't like the split i don't know it seems weird it's just again it's like i get that they're trying to put in some design element but that that goes to my point where i said a lot of people think nike's creativity is boring because they really did nothing with the kit. they just took one color and put it on one leg of the right shirt. right <laughs> it's just yeah i don't like that that's mm, no um, i kind
2: of like inter's kit as well um they're the like darker, new, the darker yeah. look yeah yeah i do i like that i don't know if it's like supposed to be like animal print or something but i do i do like that jersey who are they sponsored by
1: is it puma because then that makes sense if it's like an animal kit no they're nike? nike that's different
3: it kind of looks snakeskin yeah. yeah yeah i it think does. it's snakeskin
2: i hate their away kit have you seen their away
3: kit? the white one
2: the white one with the snake going all across.
3: <laughs> yeah, I do. That's that's really ugly. That is very very ugly.
1: It's right, a bad one. Not last year's was bad. Okay, all right.
3: You <laughs> know they
2: topped it. They beat last year's jersey.
3: Yeah, it's just because um, like the snake is like it like stops at the shoulder. Like it's just and then with there's so much going on because it's literally like the Italy crest, the Milan crest, the Nike, then like their big sponsor. Then, like, the snake, yeah, that's that's a lot. I would not pay money for that.
2: I think the PSG jerseys are really sweet this year when they, they're doing the um, Jordan, the Jordan line.
3: Yeah, I, I have honestly slowly started liking Jordan more and more because before, like, some of the PSG third kits and stuff I did not like. Like, I didn't no. like the weird purple and pink one. Uh, the maroon one took a really long time to grow on me. I did love a few years ago when they did like just the black one. That is like one of my favorites, like literally just all black. And like, I get that it's like not their club colors, but like still, it just looked so clean. They did it so nicely. Um, But they are doing well with Jordan. It took a little while to grow on me, but I like it. And again, even if you just like look on like the Nike website and you see like the streetwear that they do with it too. I love that. Cause again, if you're going to South Jersey, if that's why you wanted to cheer for a team, like you go to the Nike website and it's like, here's your jersey but also like here's a bunch of cool stuff that you can also wear while repping your new team like right. that pull me in too. just like being able like i honestly have a really cool arsenal jacket from adidas that i got for my birthday last year that's like retro like the retro crest mm-hmm. and it is so sick i wear it all the time like i have obviously a bunch of stuff over the years but like if that was the first clothing item i ever got for arsenal i'd be like this is sick i can wear this all the time like yeah. right and
2: now that's your team exactly all right, what about um fan base? Erfond?
1: Um, well I'll give you an example of I think one of the best fan bases in the game and I think it's it's Dortmund. I I mean when you when you watch the German League game and they're up or even a Champions League game, you're like, Oh, I really want to be at the stadium. Um, if you feel chills sitting from your couch, I, I think that might be one of the best fan bases to to pick. I don't know if I'd pick a team based on fan bases, but I mean, if you if you're one of the the few that would um, that I think Dortmund's one of the best teams to to follow just because of how electric and yellow it is when, when you do watch it.
2: Well, and I think for um, North Americans, too, um, if you're able to see like MLS games and stuff, maybe if they're closer to home, then you might be more excited to watch the games because you can actually go to the game and, and enjoy the atmosphere. So maybe looking, if you're in North America, an MLS team might be a good yeah, way to Seattle, start. Yeah, Seattle
1: Saunders would be a good place to look. I mean, they're always exciting, especially when they play the White Caps. Um, Portland Timbers. We've been like also Columbus Crew is a good one as well. Yeah.
3: No, a point on the crew. So I was going to say, but I don't want to cut anyone off. Um, my first ever MLS game was a Columbus crew game in 2012. So my family's from Ohio. Um, they were playing real Salt Lake. I'll never forget. It was at the old stadium and they obviously are huge crew fans. Like when everything was going down with when they wanted to move or whatever, they were at like all these like save the crew events, like gigantic crew fans. So that was my first ever MLS game. And we sat in the supporter section. So literally like these giant flags are waving, like smoke bombs are going off. I'm like 15 at the time. I'm like, what is going on? Like (laughs) had the best time they won. Like it was great. Obviously they win like the fireworks go off, but it's just like such an electric experience. Literally my first ever MLS game was in the supporter section. So like, I had no idea, like obviously i have been to sporting events before, but you just know, sitting in your seats, your team scores, yay, whatever. They literally like, they're just like going down the field. They're like starting chance. I'm like, Okay, everyone knows the chance too. Like, even the like two weeks ago, I went to a TFC game with my best friend, and like we got off the streetcar to enter the stadium, and then all the supporters were coming off, and they're like starting the chance, and it's like so cool to be part of that. So like the fact my first ever game was in that like made such an impact, and I was like, this is sick. There's so many people who are so dedicated to this team and this league because obviously, to growing up as somebody who watched a lot of Premier League, you hear MLS is a retirement league, blah blah whatever, which is just not true. There's a lot of up and coming talent in the MLS, right? But to have that experience as my literal first game, I was like, wow, like, this is so cool. Like, I really like this.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like I said, if, if you're, you're close to some sort of team, if you're in North America, obviously if you're in Europe, there's a lot more options, but in North America, maybe pick a team that's close by and just go watch a game and, and feel the atmosphere. And maybe you'll be like, wow, this is awesome. Like you said, like that's your first game, your first MLS game. It's the crew. The crew has an unbelievable fan base to just go and feel that you are just going to be so drawn in and become a fan. So if you don't want to go buy Jersey or players, just go to your hometown stadium game or a MLS game that's close by and, and go based off of fans. Yeah.
1: Yeah you might even meet someone there that goes hey like this is how I got into the game and then you end up making friends that's how you network <laughs> networking 101 um something that just popped into my mind because I, I think I've spoken to a few people about this but uh, would you pick a team based on your significant other especially if you don't follow the sport um what do you make of that what do both of you make of that like picking it on your significant other
3: I feel like if you don't follow the sport, maybe, like, if you obviously follow the sport, you're probably not going to change your ties just for somebody else. Like, I think about that all the time. Like, if I'm dating somebody, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're, you know uh psg like i mean i cheer for psg but just say you know i wasn't oh you're a psg fan i'm gonna like leave my team that i've cheered for for 10 years just for you like i'm Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm too loyal for that but if i'm not into the sport and like that's your gateway into the sport absolutely because clearly you have a relationship with that person they'll you can ask them a bajillion questions and they'll answer them you know if you say who's messy they might judge you a little bit but like they're gonna (laughs) tell you who messy is like I feel like that's a really good gateway to a sport if you're not already in it. Even like this summer, I saw so many people like on Instagram and stuff that I know do not care about sports and like their boyfriends were like having a time because they're Italian watching the Euro and like they just love watching sports with their boyfriend. Even like a friend of mine who I know from school who now lives in France with her boyfriend, um, he's a really big um, Star René fan. So like she always like films him watching the games being like, oh, look at Ren. Like he loves yeah. Ren. and like, I can tell she never cared about soccer before that, but because her boyfriend, who actually just got married, her husband now, is a huge Ren fan. Now, obviously, she's going to love Ren because she loves him and he Mm -hmm. loves watching the game. So they watch it together. That's how she learns. Become a fan by
1: association.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's something like a, a... something you can share with that person, so I mean, that was I never watch American football, and uh the boy I dated in university loved American football, so I just cheered for the team he cheered for because I don't know a single thing about it,
1: yeah so it I agree football? I think that's you, the first question.
2: so stupid, Don't even get
1: me started.
2: <laughs> Should we called uh, egg ball or something because it looks like an egg.
1: <laughs> it's Arnold's head. there we go, perfect, no, it's Arnold ball,
2: but yeah, I agree with you. I think that's such a good entry way into the sport and then as you get to know the store the sport a little bit more maybe then you you branch out a little bit
1: mm-hmm. yeah I can see that um what else can we think of we've covered a lot how about our suggestions for uh up and coming teams to cheer for um if you're looking into the sport and you know don't want heartbreak early on but you want to see some positivity or we can pick teams that are big. Um page one we start with you uh pick an up and, up and coming team or a club that's um that should get followed.
2: Um for me if you're looking into like EPL, I would if you're looking for kind of a middle table team, maybe like Leeds or Leicester or um I mean those for me like Leeds is a super exciting team to watch. I love watching Leeds play. If you just are gonna watch, watch for their coach. Their coach is ridiculous.
0: I don't
2: yeah, he's crazy. Leicester. I know they've had such high highs, but they have also have had really low lows, so they kind of float around in the middle. Um, I know they've been closer to the top recently, but for me, that's also a really exciting team to watch. They're kind of like a dark horse team, so if you like the underdog, um, for me, that's a really fun team to, to cheer for. I know a lot of people like to cheer for the underdog team. They don't always want to choose the the teams that are already successful. They want to see a team, like, come from the bottom and and succeed. So, those would be my two suggestions if you're watching Premier League. Um because I think that's kind of what most people in North America will watch because as we talked about earlier, it's the most accessible.
1: Yeah.
2: League. What about you, Haley? What about you, Haley?
3: I think well, it's hard pretty- just like hearing from other people. I know a friend of mine got into premier league last year and he chose West ham for literally that reason. Like, you know, mid table team, obviously super like a, a good manager, super exciting players. Like obviously Jesse Lingard playing for West mm-hmm. ham at the time. Like, and the thing is I kind of like hate the mentality around like quote unquote bandwagoning because like, you know, obviously people want to cheer for good teams. Um, but also like you said, like, you know, if you don't want to join the quote unquote bandwagon, like, There are teams that are probably going to stay mid-table, maybe have chances to go up. So West Ham's probably a decent one to cheer for as well. Um, uh, That's probably my choice. I was going to say also like Leicester too, another one that, again, they have super exciting players. Um, They had their successes and then now they're just kind of, floating around obviously it was like a Cinderella story and like I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people came Leicester fans after that because it's like you know like a very small market team that like doesn't have a lot of fans and then they still go and win the whole thing but I think that's also why a lot of people want to cheer for mid-table teams is because like when you get those wins they're like more significant than being like yeah I'm a Man City fan oh they won the league didn't see this coming like
2: right well yeah and when you're like let's say you're cheering for West Ham and they beat Man City in a 2-1 match like that's so exciting you want to watch those games like you said you don't just okay Man City we won everything great Woohoo.
3: yeah exactly and I have a friend who like got into Premier League last year also he decided to cheer for Fulham when they were like literally in 19th and now out- they're in championship and I'm like okay that was a really bad decision like <laughs> you wanted to get into Premier League and now your team's not even the league so like how yeah he's got to change his
2: team
1: oh my
3: it's goodness okay. he's, he's
1: gonna do the all or nothing sort of approach and, and follow their path back into the premier league or something.
3: yeah and like that's my thing too like I'm super loyal with all of my teams like if Arsenal were to get relegated which again I don't think will happen like it's been three games there's still lots of soccer to be played but if it did I'm not gonna just go and leave Arsenal like I've been here for like 18 years now I'm not right. going anywhere I'm gonna go watch them be the Invincibles 2.0 in championship and then come back <laughs>
2: Perfon, what about you? What's your, let's say, I don't know, two, maybe two or three team suggestions.
1: Sure, I'll pick out of the EPL because I think you both okay. did a good job touching base on it. But um, I'll pick, I think Dortmund is a good team to look at. Mm-hmm. I, I like, or any other German league. I think they're, the way that they handle the clubs is actually like fantastic. Um, bringing in young talent, selling it off, rebuilding. Like they have such a good rebuilding and loyalty to their players. Um, so if you're, you know, a loyal fan or a loyal person then you know go for Dortmund um I'll pick Sosolo over at in A. they've been an up-and-coming team for quite some time they've been consistent they've been playing uh, good soccer they've the women's developed. side is
2: really good as well
1: yeah like they're developing mm-hmm. well on both fronts um you know I'll pick Bordeaux over at the women's league because um Paige is there and <laughs> follow <laughs> page she's going to be the next best Canadian defender um so watch out everybody um stay tuned pew, pew, pew. but I would also say take a look at this the Scottish league and I know Haley might get mad at me for saying this but Rangers has been a very good team over the last two years um I think with Steven Gerrard coming in he's he's bringing he's brought in a mindset like a different winning mentality that's sort of been lacking in the last 10 years and I think it, it's 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 a different change or a shift in, in winning dynamics over in the Scottish League. And I, I love Celtic. I love the colors. I love the hoops. Uh, Georgia Samaras for the win. But if you're looking for a team over in a non, you know, big five league, then, and I would suggest the Rangers side.
2: Cool. I like that. Cover a couple different leagues.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I think a lot of people watch the Premier League too, because it's so, every game some someone can win like the bottom can win or the top whereas I find in in maybe like Syria it's not as um I don't know how to word it like,
1: if, like a lot of the other leagues we've noticed it's like maybe four to six teams that are right. so good every year and then with the Premier League you can have West Ham's leading the league right now right after three games but you're like you have the potential to have different leaders every week
2: Right and I think yeah. that's why a lot of people who are new to soccer end up watching the Premier League because it's it's m- not more exciting but there's always things are always changing um whereas in some of the other leagues you get kind of the same top 4 almost every season um yeah. minus I mean the French league last year was actually quite exciting um there was a big change in in the top 4 but um that's why I would suggest um, but I agree with you. I think based on those uh, different criteria, check out check out those different teams. Yeah.
1: But if you're picking a big name club, then, I mean, there's so many of them in the world. Just look at the Forbes list of richest clubs and, and have your pick. <laughs>
2: definitely. <laughs> um, definitely. Um,
3: You also touched on it, I think, like, also the women's side, I feel like, plays a huge role. Because even if you, like, look at Chelsea, okay, yes, obviously Champions League winners, like, they're a good team. But their women's side is also amazing. Like, Emma Hayes is an incredible manager. Oh, unreal. Like, even for me as an Arsenal fan, like, Viv Miedema is, like, the whole reason I would stay. Obviously, one of the best strikers just in the world, period. Doesn't matter the league, doesn't matter the gender. She is incredible. For sure. that is a reason to stay also. Like, if you cheer for a club – their women's side probably is gonna even like Barcelona yes Barcelona is a good team but the Barcelona women's side also is amazing (laughs)
2: Champions (laughs) League winners yeah
3: Yeah. Um, I feel like watching for a women's side also because obviously like as a woman in sports too like you want to support other women and like it's good footy being played also that's it's not like they're insane and i feel like that's a huge thing too because it's like if you like a club like the fa women's super league is now a very accessible league also like sports not just for sure you can watch that now in north america i feel like that should be criteria too if you're going to choose a team because it's like that's probably sometimes they're better than the men's side in my case 100 in
1: your case yes um yeah in your Uh,
3: case arsenal women are much better than the men right now
1: Quick little plug here, Chelsea Arsenal, women's side play next weekend Sunday, uh, when the men are in the international break. But check out Emma Hayes. Let's see Viv play. Um, Nikita Paris is now in the English side. So
2: Woo. it'll be a good match.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, any any of the women's teams that we should we should take a look at since we're on the topic. I mean, aside from Bordeaux, because the best of the best is there. <laughs>
2: For me, again, if you want to, if you're not sure what league to watch, watch the, um, like the women's premier league in the, the women's English league. It's very similar to the men's that it's, it's really exciting. You know, the bottom and the top are always rotating. Um, a lot of big names are over there. A lot of the American girls were over there for a little bit. It's a really good league. Um, the Italian wheat league. I would keep an eye out for Sassolo. They're kind of a mid-table team. They're quite good. Um, AC Milan is a good team as well. Um, Inter is building this season. Their women's side has not been as successful as their men's side, but they're, they've are they put a lot of new players in there, so I would keep an eye out for them as well. Um, France, obviously you have like PSG and Lyon, who are your top, top two teams. Bordeaux um, was in third the last season um but I'd watch out for there's some new teams in the league that I think are going to be pretty good Saint Etienne um we played them the other day and they looked pretty good um Stade Durance is a good club as well they're normally pretty consistently like middle table teams. so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um for those three leagues those would be my suggestions
1: Haley, some some a team closer to home for our North American listeners
3: oh I mean there's a lot for um like NWSL teams like obviously I no alexa did a piece on them but like the kansas city team there's only four canadians on that team i know houston has three canadians um yeah christine sinclair plays for portland obviously there's a lot more uh bigger canadian names just because of a lot of you know they want to stay closer to home um but also like even looking at the french league like steph Lebay just signed with psg psg know? yep like yeah. there's a lot of canadians out obviously jesse fleming plays for chelsea like there's a lot um of players out there that was a big thing for me too honestly like if you're like, like obviously your country maybe you just watched the olympics and you just saw team canada and you're like okay i want to cheer for like some of these players now like that's how you go about it and you can look and say okay you know stephla bay she just was amazing in that penalty shootout like a PSG fan now because she just signed with PSG um but yeah the NWSL obviously has a lot just because it's a bit more accessible than moving your entire life like even you saw with Alex Morgan when she moved from to Tottenham it's like okay she just had a kid yeah and it's also a pandemic so she she moved back so it was kind of like okay this isn't not quite as accessible working yeah like, yeah so um there's definitely a lot of Canadian talent in the NWSL I think the biggest one if that was what you were going off of would definitely be Kansas City just because they mm-hmm for them there's a lot of like young excited players too like victoria pickett and jordan listro um so there's definitely a lot of talent in the nwsl that's canadian um but also again they're all over Europe as well because those leagues are growing as well, and that's the thing with the NWSL too. I wish it would grow more to Canada and maybe give us a Canadian team. Just more-
2: one. We just We're want trying. one.
1: We're trying <laughs> for this. One.
2: We'd love a TFC in the in the in the NWSL. That would be Pretty unreal. Amazing.
3: Like okay, I would I, go all the time.
1: Bring Bring Diana Matheson back from retirement just for the sake of that team
2: i'm sure um, she would honestly
1: uh if you're looking for other big name players i guess to follow in the nwsl we have martha um who Paige thinks is the best player of all time and i think we have to agree with her uh alex morgan uh tobin heath uh, christian press um a lot of big names so do follow up if yeah. you're looking for it yeah uh yeah if NWSL you, a lot is available of, on twitch sorry page
2: no no i was gonna say a lot of media surrounds the u.s women's national team so if you're Looking to watch those players n w s l is definitely for you because a lot of the majority of them play in the n w s l so yeah, didn't mean to cut you off there.
1: no, it's but. cool. um with time in mind, I believe Haley has to leave. she is busy as hell. um now she's gonna switch hats and go cover basketball, so <laughs> we're gonna sign Haley off. um Thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you for being a fan of the show. We are a fan of you, so keep doing what you're doing, and we'll we'll see you soon.
3: Thank you guys as always for having me. Love you guys. That was so much fun. So I hope to see you guys very soon.
1: And with that, we'll head into a break and we'll catch
3: you right after. What up guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to
2: fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation and good friends and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. right guys welcome back from our short little break thanks again to Haley for joining us that was pretty awesome and um yeah if you're not sure how to be a fan make sure that you listen to the whole beginning of this episode because we'll let you know but we're gonna swing over and talk some some soccer news right now uh first things first Ronaldo
3: yay yay
2: how do you feel about how do you feel about the move
1: Uh, like I tweeted the other day I'm like an eight-year-old internally screaming because I'm so excited and I know he's 36 years old I know he sometimes has an ego issue I know there's issues with him but I still think he's one of the best players in the world and to have him come home is just it's gonna be great like even if he doesn't have a good season I'm still gonna be very happy that he decided to come back and um, when he left for Real Madrid I was like damn it it's like a Beckham situation like a yeah it's not coming back or you know what I mean but the fact that he's going to come and play with us again. And like, I'm just very happy that he's back. And the fact that he didn't cost 100 million is okay with me. Uh,
2: it's kind of crazy, actually. And it happened really fast. Like, it was literally two days or something. And he was.
1: Yeah. And the, and the minute he was linked with City, uh, this is what I hate I, about some fan so, bases. What they they uh, they're just so like, oh, he's a snake. He's this. I was like, listen, he's one of the best players in the world, going to play for the best coach in the world. I don't think that's a bad step on his end. It's not like it's a Leo going to Real Madrid. Like, I don't think right. that's the comparison. Because City weren't a rival when Ronaldo was there.
2: No. Yeah. And, um, like, I mean, he's still at the top of his game right now. Like, he's not hurting to find clubs, you know? Like, clubs are still willing to take him. I mean, it's nice that he's back at United, because I think he was – Part of a very successful era at United, um, so hopefully that I mean can carry through and
1: kickstarts a new new era for us.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean, and I think. N- more players are going to be drawn to United. United's already a big club; like they're a big name. If United wants to sign you, you're probably a decent player. Mm-hmm. But you know, we just talked about being fans and bringing in fan base and stuff like that. And and Ronaldo's going to do that just by any club he goes to; he's going to bring a massive fan base. So, I think that's huge for United just to have more support, and mm-hmm. more players following, watching um things like that so for me I mean I'm pretty happy about it
1: it got, it got everyone reinvested into the club yeah and, and you know what it, it it was scary to say this but we've fallen off the map I think United has 100%. fallen off the map for a while and I think you know bringing Pagua in was a good thing having Rashford play well has been a good thing bringing in big names has been a very good thing but you know Ronaldo comes in and overnight the stock just hit an all-time high like I think sales jersey sales started like he's already okay so we've probably spent 20 million on him and he's made us about 260
2: 100 easily
1: you know what i mean 100 percent. so i'm really happy um but i guess we should talk about how it didn't work out with city as well like
2: well i was a bit confused so um i was on i was following twitter the twitter feeds and the instagram feeds the day that he was changing clubs and and I had seen a lot of posts about, oh, he's going to City. It's it's confirmed he's signed right. the contract. And a ton of posts saying he's at United. So I was very confused yeah. as to where he actually was. I was like, wait, is he at City or is he at United? Like, clearly he's in England, but where is he at?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think the biggest problem was the minute City showed interest, even though there was nothing really happening, uh, United were like, we're not letting this happen. And I think that's what, was the biggest thing there well Um, and
2: I'm sure there's some like pride too for him you know having been at United before coming back to United so I hope that that played a part in it a little bit I mean again we said we wouldn't have been too angry about him at City it's just
1: I mean I wouldn't have been but a lot of people were gonna a lot of people were yeah and I was like but why if he's the best if Messi can make a decision to go play for a powerhouse team and and stack up why is it that Ronaldo can't go to City where he would arguably be one of the best players on that team and be successful like if you're a real fan of Ronaldo I think you'd be happy for him even if you're a United fan like I think if it it was him to Liverpool I would have been like okay maybe this is an issue right but again with City with the best coach I don't know um so I think City kind of whiffed on a few players um Ronaldo being one uh, I guess Harry Kane being another, it just never panned out.
2: Well, they also spent all that money on Grealish. Like,
1: to be to be fair, it's a good pickup. For it's them, a good buy for sure. Did they need him? though. That is my question to you. No. It, with Kevin De Bruyne not being healthy, sure, I get why you go in and get someone of a little bit more comfort. But that hundred million, why not? You know, find a way to pick up another player. Like, go younger. Uh, I mean, not younger, but like go where your yeah, your holes definitely. are. Like, um, Rodri's come in, but he hasn't been the right player to replace Fernandinho, for example. So go there. You know, you're not you. You lost Sergio Aguero. Right. Find a, a cheaper, younger striker. Moises Keane would be a great little guy to bring in for 50 million. Um, he'd be able to run the line for you. So, I, I think poor poor management um, in terms of their transfer this year, but it still doesn't take away that they're so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it. They're still going to be the team to beat this season, in, in my opinion. But, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's exciting for United. I'm excited to see him back in the lineup, and yeah. we'll see yeah. what happens.
1: Sure. Uh, let's turn hats, I guess, to the Kylian Mbappe story. What
2: is that all about?
1: Uh, like, I thought, I thought Real Madrid has no money. How are Ooh. they throwing 180 million at Kylian Mbappe? Who, by the way, to me is worth more than two hundred. I,
2: I agree, but I also don't think moving for him right now is the right option.
1: But why? See, that's the thing. Why does he want to leave?
2: I have no idea. You know, we've had this
1: conversation, and I don't understand why he wants to give it a year, figure it out. Right. You we win talked about
2: this when Messi moved there. Yeah. We said, okay, it's not the time. Stay, learn, play, train. You're twenty two years old. You don't need to be going anywhere. Right. I don't understand the right.
1: I don't know, man. Just you know what? If they went to trouble this year, stay.
2: There must be problems behind like the scenes that the media doesn't know about because
1: well, with what? Why would why would PSG I think Leonardo has a has a history of alienating some players or having issues mm. with some players and maybe that's the problem because I know Poch has come on and doesn't really have a lot of freedom at PSG to make a certain amount of decisions. So maybe that's just the atmosphere that he doesn't like.
2: Um Right, maybe he just wants out, but
1: Maybe, um, but I remember throwing 180 million, whatever that report was. I was like, I'm laughing. What money,
2: right? And what, like, oh, I don't even, well, because I mean, for me, Madrid, like, they lost who Ramos this season,
1: Rafael uh, Rafael Duran.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I would, I I don't know if Mbappe's the player you should be buying.
1: I think they're just scaring PSG because next year, if it's on free transfer, you can be like, We gave you money, and you said no and I right. think the Pogba situation is the same thing where Paul might head over to to Real Madrid to replace right. Luka Modric which I think is good business for Real Madrid but blows my mind that they're they're talking about I,
2: I understand the Pogba move more than I understand the Mbappe move
1: yeah well he's, he's grown up a Real Madrid fan because of Ronaldo and and whatnot so it's like that story that I think Ronaldo had when he left United and it's like okay I get it I understand it but why are you forcing a move out when you have the best team you've ever played for? And they're, right. being, and, they're and don't get me wrong, PSG's probably been the, one of the best teams on paper for a while.
2: Right. But now you've, you've got world-class, like true world-class and yeah. I would be staying a year. Like see how it goes.
3: Exactly. Just yeah. play and enjoy it, you yeah. know, but just my opinion about it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, any other big transfer stuff or, transfer that didn't happen that that shocked you a little bit or
2: well the whole Kane stuff was kind of weird too
1: yeah I I don't get all of that I I think they should have moved on from him to be honest with you and go in and spend some money on like Adama Triore or Raul Jimenez because I mean playing him in in Nuno's system would have been perfect yeah you don't need Harry Kane anymore I mean okay yes you do he's a world-class striker but why not actually get good money for him and you can you know that the right. coach that they have is a smart spender. He doesn't spend money without understanding the player first.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't get the whole Kane stuff and there's always these reports about him not being in training and then being in training and not being in in the squad and being in the squad. So I was like, is this guy going anywhere or what
1: <laughs> If it was problematic, we would have heard of fines.
2: Yeah, true.
1: Very so true. So I think whatever they're saying is just what they leaked to the media on purpose to like throw him off but I think Kane probably already made the decision to stay to begin with right um, or else he would have been fine for not showing up to training on time not being ready to go on time for not wanting to play on time because we've seen so many players get that sort of fine
2: for sure what about you any any transfers that surprised you or didn't surprise you or didn't happen or
1: um very surprised that Arsenal let Joe Willick leave I think he did right like there was rumors that he went I'm just yeah. gonna double check while I make that claim but I was very surprised that they let them go and I wish I had Haley to confirm that but um Haley we need you like he yeah he went over to Newcastle I I found that a little messed up in my opinion especially when they lack so much depth and I don't know that was a surprise for me um the fact that Lingard's still a United player um when you're not giving him minutes that surprises me as well a little bit yeah I I agree uh, I think you need they need to start cutting that squad down, send some players out on loan. Um, you know who they can get rid of? Jones. Yeah, that or, you know what, give him a chance to play.
3: If no, if if we've well, done
1: that. If, listen, listen, if he hasn't played in a year and a half, if you want to keep him, you've given him a salary or whatnot, let him play a few games this season, see how he does. If he does well and he's not having issues marking players like our captain does, then... True. You know what I mean? Like, I think the issue we're having is the why they brought Rafa uh, Varane in is there's poor marking at times. In I, agree, position, I agree. Positional issue. Like, you hear – you see – I don't know if you saw a part of the, the game with the Wolves thing. He's, like, yelling at Varane to cover a guy, but he left Raul Jimenez all open for a shot, and you're like – Oh, I'm
2: watching it now. I've got it on my screen.
1: So if I so, seem a little
2: distracted, that's why. <laughs> no, that's what it is,
1: yeah. Because it's, like, you're lucky you have David De Gea who knows how to stop a ball, but
2: – Well, just now there was, like – um there was a corner and De Gea made two like nice, nice saves who I think has much, has already looked much better than he has in the past. But again, it's lack of marking. It's like, oh, we, okay, we need to stop with the United talk because yeah, we can but talk we'll about this on all there, but, day. Um, <laughs> yeah. But
1: I think, I think a lot of teams are having that issue where their marking has been an issue where players have been off or like you have players on the bench that you need to give a chance to. So right. start shedding some salary, give it to like, send Jones to Norwich, man, who cares? they look like they need or send them to fulham like go give him some time you don't have to, they don't have
2: to send play him play on loan time. for a season let him play and then after that if if you're not going to keep them, you know maybe he's very successful and you you sell him off like yeah. but
1: yeah we'll move on from that but uh, oh uh, one last thing i think really happy to see virgil van dyke healthy
2: yes yeah i love that for him i love talking that about for defenders Liverpool. that understand
1: the game and and, and marking players well seeing him healthy and pocketing Lukaku for quite some time in their matchup. Superb.
2: I agree. Um, Couldn't be, couldn't be more excited about that. I mean, hopefully he gets a full season this season. Um, Obviously it was an unfortunate injury last season, um, but I'd love to see him play a full season and, and see what he does for the the team and the club and for himself. So
1: Um, let's switch gears again to the UEFA awards that, were announced a little while ago sorry we're late on that ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls and peoples um but any surprises out of that I mean I, I mean I have
2: I mean it's both Barca girl uh, we're talking about the women's side right we're
1: talking about women's first yeah
2: yeah I just sweep to sweep
1: that one I'm not surprised whatsoever the only I mean, thing I might question here the only thing I might question is Merton's not getting a shout out
2: Okay, that's fair. Uh,
1: I think I think Leek Mertens has been probably the better player all season. I mean, we watched the final, and she ate everyone for dinner, lunch, breakfast, snacks. Like, she was better than Hermosa was. And, and you know me, I, I'm absolutely... Like, I think Barcelona might be my women's team just because of Jenny, but...
3: That's fair. That's um, totally as fair. As we
1: talk about being fans of a club and hating the men's side, it's fine.
2: Well, uh, Jenny... Uh oh I was going to say so the the UEFA women's player of the year is
1: Alexia Putellas. Yeah
2: and Hermoso came second yeah. like in points yeah. which and then Martins came third.
1: Yeah. So I mean you can't go wrong with any of those three players but um I'm like But I, I... it's
2: also that's crazy like the top 3 are are um Barcelona Barsa players. I mean, they yeah. had an unreal season and they won it, so you know, you're not
1: surprised. So the keeper was great. Um had yeah. D had a hell of a year in defense. I, I just think collectively that whole team should be the team of the year. Like don't even try and put in another another player. Okay, maybe maybe Sam Kerr or something like well, that.
2: Well and I like how Emma Hayes was up for she was up for Coach of the Year as well, which mm. I mean obviously had, had like, they
1: won. Had they won yeah, the Champions she would it would have been a lot different. But um I think Barcelona
2: yeah, Hermoso got forward of the season. Yeah. Um, Irene Perdez got defender of the season. She's fantastic. She was at PSG. Yeah. Um,
1: we tell this in, in midfield, like the keeper, like they they completely sweeped it and good for them. They they hadn't lost in how many games at one point in the season? They're undefeated for like 30 plus games. So yeah, kudos to them. The the real invincibles last year, you know?
2: Yeah, they were fantastic. And I love to see it. And oh, it's a very long day. Um, it definitely increases like the exposure on the women's side, and yeah, I mean, that was such a fantastic team, and I hope Champions League this year will be just as exciting, so,
1: okay. yeah, we'll sure. see how
2: it goes, right
1: um, let's move over to the men's side, um, your yeah. boy, midfielder of the year, andolala conte um, of
3: course, who so else surprised.
1: um any anything that stands out to you. Um, I had one um, I'm just pulling about.
3: up
2: all the awards now so Sure, I, then I'll I'll
1: just jump into it then. Yeah, I thought yeah. player of the year Lewandowski should have gotten some sort of nod on this. Um I mean, he's been Who probably... won it Jorginho? Jorginho won player of the year and I don't understand that. Year. Is that is that weird for me to say I don't understand it? Like because he won two championships, the Euros and Champions League, he's been the player of the year. I don't think so. I think Kevin De Bruyne has been a better player. I think um Levin Well, Dovsky's I think a lot a of that player. had
2: to do with them winning the Euros. Yeah, but what do you think?
1: I don't know. Like you also look at Thomas Tuchel being coach of the year and it's like you had half a season.
2: But he was fan Okay, I will give him. He was fantastic in he the half the season. He was.
1: Don't get me wrong, but I think if you're looking at consistency, right? If like you're looking at consistent manager, I thought Antonio Conte over an Inter. Should have gotten some sort of recognition for ending Juve's dominance for Serie A titles.
2: That's fair, but you know Chelsea's going to take majority of the awards,
1: right? And I'm and, and these are the UEFA uh, right. awards awards, not collective awards. But I mean, even at that, like I guess it's like you got to win it to get all your players on, it, even though they may or may not be the best. But I mean,
2: I agree with the goalkeeper choice. Mendy, I think, was fantastic last season. He was, yeah um Ruben Diaz won defender Probably the best defender all year easily um Conte duh um and were you surprised Haas. by any of it
1: um maybe Lewandowski if you're talking right away from, you mentioned but that yeah. yeah that's about it but uh one of the most special awards that I was keeping an eye out for was the president's award where um Simon Kier and the medical team for Denmark got this award Um you know it's long it's not too long ago that we, we were sitting and talking about this but um yeah you know christian erickson not not doing so hot, and I, I thought the team and the medical staff handled it brilliantly
2: agreed agreed and hopefully we have no no more of those this year let's let's have a course, let's, let's have a healthy season you know let's all
1: stay healthy right yeah Get on
2: vaccines. that note, yeah, get your vaccine. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, that does it for our show today. Any final thoughts before we sign off?
1: Um, get your vaccine, get your well, I said it already. Um, but I was really happy to see Jenny Hermoso win Win player four to the year. I mean, I've been a huge fan of hers for quite some time, and I'm fan fanboying here, and it's fine. Um, one more final thought. Uh, yeah, okay, I got nothing. That was it, Jenny.
2: That's good, Jenny. We love Jenny. Yeah. My final thought, again, go get your vaccine because I'm sick of COVID and, uh, you know.
1: What do you make of uh, all these stadiums being open with no masks?
2: I mean, at some point, we have to get back to normal. Right. Right, and I, I think you can only go in if you're vaccinated, which I think they're trying to reward people who are vaccinated because they're trying to encourage people To get the vaccine. But Mm. the stadium's like a little crowded for my liking. I mean, I personally am not jumping into that situation, but I understand it.
1: When you were, okay, so question when you were flying home from France earlier in the summer, how busy was your plane? Like, were you sitting next to people? Full flight. Like, you were sitting next to people, yeah? Oh,
2: yes. Absolutely. Entirely full flight. And I was really disappointed because I like to get it's been nice flying during COVID because I get a whole row and I can just sleep the eight hours yeah. on that red eye. Packed. Like absolutely full flight. That and it blows my mind. I I very much agree because I for me that was still too early. Mm. Um, especially I mean, Canada was still under full lockdown. mode at that point um even when I flew back it was a full flight full flight as well
1: my cousin flew in from the UK yesterday and same thing and they were saying it's packed like it's like they were stuck for three hours and whatnot just to get people out and you're like wait you realize I know you're trying to get back to the norm but
3: well and a lot of people are I think because
2: we've been at home for almost two years, people are just trying to go anywhere, right? So which I get, yes.
1: But can't you just have like a seat in between and just keep it safe? Do you know what I mean? And in no they're, they're trying to def- sell
2: ticket. They're about money. They don't I airlines don't care about safety.
3: They're about
1: money. So charge an extra ten dollars. by the time you charge an extra ten dollars on everybody, you'll you'll recoup the cost for half the seats.
2: Yeah, but they don't they're like let's just if we can pack it we're gonna pack it but like
1: how unfortunate is it like you 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 go negative sorry we're going on a health rant here but you go on um you get a negative covid test in in where you're coming from and then you get off the plane and you end up getting positive because half the people because of how close you are you get sick yeah no
2: i agree i i still think it's too early i think it's let's let's ease into things a little bit but i also understand people are so sick of it and just want to
1: yeah if you're sick of it go get your vaccine
2: well that's the thing please get vaccinated so that we are all safe and you're not i understand you can still get covid um but you know it protects other people um Mm -hmm. it's not always just the elderly the numbers have
1: completely improved so um think of my your grandparents okay (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) gift trip everybody do it for them yeah all right well be sure to subscribe to the podcast give us a like or leave a rating you can also follow us on Twitter at touch on th same handle for Instagram you can follow page at Culver underscore page myself at on manji change uh, creations are uh, active and ready to take your orders for whatever item you would like to customize now I said it right um, so give them a follow
2: itemized items <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: anyway uh, uh don't forget to follow Haley at Goldion sports. she's doing fantastic and wonderful things.
2: Um, And don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sports and check out
1: garagedoorsports.com. Thank you all for listening. And we hope you can pick a new team. If you can, shoot us a message about that. And we'll see you next match day. Cheers.